Welcome to the Real World Season Seven, Episode Sixteen. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to shout out to everybody that's helped us to get this far so far. Shout out to everybody that helped support the Turkey Drive that's coming up November twentieth. We're doing the annual Turkey Drive. This is our fourth annual Turkey Drive. So shout out to everybody that's been supporting so far. Um, also shout out to everybody that follow us, us on Instagram at the Real World Ministries Inc on Instagram at the Real World Ministries Inc on Instagram. Um, we also on Facebook. We live on Facebook every Monday. Um, at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Um, that's www.facebook.com backslash the real word 7. That's the real word 7. 7 like Mike Vick. Um, or the Real Word Ministries Inc. on Facebook. The Real Word Ministries Inc. on Facebook. Or catch us on podcast at the Real Word Ministries Podcast. The Real Word Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Also, we're also on the Brick Network um, every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 12 noon. So check us out. Check your local cable listings. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself. You already know the one and only AI in the building. You know, add me on Instagram. A serving eleven. There ain't no eleven. You know, I got my water. I wish I had these. You got tea right there under the table. <laughs> Bro, that thing is hot. Yeah, man. And also, we got a familiar face in the house. Introduce yourself, brother. What's going on, y'all? It's Alan. Uh, you can follow me at ProFit underscore A1. Uh, health, fitness, all of that. All right, all right, all right. And we got three special new guests in the building. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. Yo, peace. This is Dave Lockworth, Long Island Vegan Pop-Up. Long Island Vegan. This is Jerry Lane, Long Island Vegan Pop-Up. All right, all right, all right. What up, y'all? It's Jalen A. Buzz. Luna God, Long Island Vegan Pop-Up, Wave Creators, you already know. Aye, aye. So what exactly is Long Island Vegan Pop-Up? Yes, Long Island Vegan Pop-Up is Long Island's only 100% vegan market. So like, picture like a farmer's market where all the vendors are cruelty-free, plant-based, vegan. So, you know, we're about bringing the community together, bringing different options for people to try, to learn, and also, you know, to spread awareness to the vegan movement. So what do you have vegan? I'm vegan. I've been vegan for five years. It'll be six years in February. You know, my man Jerry, he's just transitioning for the past year or so, year and a half. You know what I mean, Jalen? You a vegan though? <laughs> yeah, I was, you know. You don't look like a vegan. I had to turn into a vegan 
like immediately because my stomach had got really messed up so that really got me on it they was already a vegan years ago like honestly like in our circle of people where it wasn't even really a thing like how it is now everybody trying to get sea moss everybody trying to do these different things it wasn't even a thing like that when he was first vegan mm -hmm. but you know when my stomach got messed up because he was already in it it made me go into it a little bit more but regardless i promote healthy living anyway because even though we might eat meat all these different things we know is bad for us Regardless, but like you know. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's he was for my son. My son was born and he has <clears throat> all type of allergic that you could think of. Oh, he, yeah, can't eat, he can't eat mm -hmm. no eggs, no uh, type of uh, nuts and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. he ended up making his own. He could tell you he has his own uh, YouTube channel where he makes his own food because he can't, he can't go out and eat anything at all. He can't go to a store and buy cookies because he has milk or whatever it is. No, he can't eat. Even if like, you just need a little snack? No, he has to be, he had to be vegan. So that's the reason that we did the transition. carry a backpack with some Actually, we do. Let's just say if we're gonna go to a kid party, we have to bring our own food with us so we could give him because he can't eat it uh, when it's there. Yeah, so, like. so with that itself, and uh, that's his, that's one of his men right here. He end up uh, creating his own YouTube, so he makes his own food uh, himself. So that help us do the transition. That's the story behind me. You still doing that. Uh, little man, uh, it's he's a superstar. <laughs> he's a little YouTube. I call him little YouTube man. Yeah. You want to see Chef Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he could be able to handle Chef Ramsey though. The thing that interests me the most is that you touched on something that is trending right now. You could say, and that's the vegan lifestyle, the sea moss, and. I could credit that to my boy Alan because he got me into CMOS. Like he, he gave me my first job of CMOS, and I remember last year during the whole pandemic. That's when a lot of people went back to nature, almost like I. Right, how can we get back? And that's when we was more in tune yep. with nature. Like I remember going to the park, and the grass was real high. And I was playing <laughs> with the kids, and you could like feel it. You know, the animals was free and everything. Like I used to go on early morning walks through the neighborhood, and even though it was the concrete jungle, you still felt the essence of nature because it was. Peaceful. Yeah, nah, definitely. I agree with you. Yeah, I missed that time too. Right? Yeah, everybody yeah. was inside. And you go but then that it. time allowed us to go back to that, and that's where that whole vegan, natural thing comes from. Now, like the trendy part, not people that's been like that their whole lives, because yeah. we know like Rastafarians, you know, they've been vegan, you know, like they, those that choose to be yeah. vegan, like uh -huh. they, they take that very serious from what I know, you know? Mm -hmm. So, now we see a lot of people being vegan now, and a lot of people turn vegan because of health issues. A lot of people do yeah. have health issues. Like I remember um, one of my boys' father, he had cancer, and they gave him like a year to live, yeah. and then he beat it by going vegan and going natural, and he beat cancer. So it's like, we seen it work, but now we see black men going into business with yeah, this, yeah, like yeah. promoting it on a different scale. So how did, what made y'all turn into a business or get involved in this business? Well, basically, you know, I was inspired by uh, always going to the boroughs <clears throat> to find different vendors, find different certain products that I wanted. And it was always like an hour plus drive each way. And uh, this sitting in traffic really inspired me to bring something <laughs> like that to Long Island, man. I just got tired of sitting in traffic, going to Harlem or Brooklyn or the Bronx, just to get a few things, you know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes two, three things. So. 
And I always feel like, why do they have events like for vegans, vegan-centered events in Long Island, where I'm from? So I just turned my thought into reality. That's pretty much, you know, the whole idea, the inspiration that I got from it. And I thought that, you know, I know a lot of vegan people in Long Island, and we all have the same issues. I can't find good places to eat on one place or I just wanted to create a marketplace where you can find a lot of different options everything is vegan in one place everybody can you know come learn spread love support local businesses mm. and um, you know we actually got something coming up vegan friends giving Saturday November 20th Roosevelt Long Island a very free vegan friends giving we have a you know a vegan dinner party and have some of the best food you can get in the vegan world, from the top so chefs. definitely come out. Got some of the top chefs. You're gonna have top DJs there. So you know what I mean. Check us out, Long Island Vegan Pop Up dot com. You can DJ follow MD us. You <laughs> <laughs> might be. He might be though. Facts. Don't tell him who might come. He might be. He might pull up. So yeah, make sure y'all follow us on Long Island Vegan Pop Up on Facebook, on Instagram, Long Island Vegan Pop Up dot com. November twentieth. A very vegan Friendsgiving is it live into effect. Don't miss it. Can be fire. I I I. So don't miss it, guys. Um, one thing we can say that goes along with the vegan lifestyle is this conscious lifestyle, and that's mm -hmm. another thing that a lot of us, a lot of us receive the light. Like we got a yeah. friend, we call him a my floor, right? And he said yeah. that he calls himself Mr. White Light. He said the white light hit him, and that's when, you know, it he feel like. <laughs> And that's when he came into consciousness, like the consciousness that he's at now. And he he was heavy, like, you know, very, mm -hmm. very, very heavy. He lost a lot of weight when he came into consciousness and he went vegan. He started fasting, taking care of himself. So from your perspectives, like what form of spirituality or comes along with it and that has helped you guys towards that state of consciousness? Well, um... <clears throat> Like I tell people when they come to the vegan pop-up, there are certain elements that you already know that exist, which are the people here probably care about themselves just a little bit more than the average group of people that you go visit, right? Because everything is about self-care. You got people that serve certain food that's vegan, but then you got people that got health products and things that are vegan or natural products that don't have any additives in it, whether it's sweets or whether it's facial products or whether it's skincare products. So one thing I noticed about vegans, they're all conscious about details, right? And then like if you go have conversations with these people and you start to find out that people might do yoga or people might be into meditation or people might have a faith that they're just really into. They got certain morals, certain levels of discipline in their life for them to be able to follow. I mean, to be a vegan, you have to have a certain level of discipline anyway, right? Because you got to be able to be in the face of everywhere else. Everywhere else in the secular world eats this way. Yeah. So, it's almost like when you got a friend that smokes weed all the time, mm -hmm. and you don't smoke weed, and you're just around it all the time, mm -hmm. and like you could be in a moment where it's where it's rocking, and it's and we celebrating, and it's just a simple hey man, and if that's one second, you can just be like yeah cool, but then you break your discipline. Yeah, of course, of course. A of great course. thing about the Long Island Vegan Pop Up and the biggest misconception: people think that when you're vegan, all you eat is lettuce. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I don't. I yeah. No, yeah, I know sure. you may not do, but most people, that's what they think. They, oh, you guys only eat grass. Only no. The Long Island Vegan Pop Up show that you could I eat, eat every stuff. single type of food. Mm -hmm. The only difference is it's just not an animal product. Mm -hmm. It tastes the same. Sometimes it might even taste better than the actual. People will say, "How can it taste better?" Listen, I eat meat before, and I'm telling you, 
it could be Definitely. as good as the actual real yeah. thing. So yeah. it's the misconception is also people need to make small like gold. People also need to make small gold because yeah. people would, would say, I'm going to go vegan, let me try to do a year. It's too much. You may not, you're going to fall off the wagon. Mm. The way that I did it, I do it on a daily basis. I said, let me see if I could do today. That yeah. me. Let me see if I could only do tomorrow without. So I go by the day instead of setting a goal for a habit. year. Exactly. It only take a certain amount of days before it becomes a habit. Yeah. So you have to create that instead of just saying, let me see if I could do it for a year. It's too long. You're going to fall off. Make small steps. Small steps. It's just like going to the gym. The next thing you know, you wake up at 6 o'clock going to the gym. And, and you just, it's just like, you know, second nature to you is the same thing. You just create small goals and you take your steps. And you do it after a few weeks. The next thing you know, you start traveling and go get food, and you'll be like, you know what? I haven't eaten it for six weeks. You didn't even realize yeah, it that long. Yeah, yeah. I, be, I kind of dabbled with like the vegan life this year. For the most part, I would say like 90% vegan in the sense of that. But like, I choose the circumstances when I do eat meat. But it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, like ignorance being bliss, like acquiring certain knowledge, knowing that like. Food carries certain energy, and finding out that like, <laughs> it's different when you go shopping. Right now. Is, like, wow. <laughs> so it's like, even when now when I do eat meat, I feel guilty when the time yeah. when I go for like fish or some sort. But for the most part, I've been like plant based for for some time. That was a smoother transition than I thought it would be. Yeah. Too, I'm not gonna lie. I seen him eat steak this morning. <laughs> 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 nah, but I would say this: like, if I was in another country and I know the food. Is being cultivated in a different way. Absolutely. I don't think I would feel guilty to eat meat. Like if I was in another country on vacation, then I would feel fine because I feel like those animals are being brought in. Not right, right from the farm. Yeah, circumstances, exactly. Yeah. But American meat, you just got to be cautious because it's nine times out of ten. It's additives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. And they say that the... Um, you see how like our products have like labels and you know the ingredients. Yeah. You, you're not required to have the ingredients in meat because then you'll see all of like, the antibiotics. Of course, right, right. Of meat, so mm. of course, just America, man. You see, <laughs> if you see the video, you see the meat come out flat like a piece of paper, yeah. and they ingest Oh, you don't want to see the real video <laughs> yeah. where, where the pus comes out of the meat. Then you go vegan. That's where the disease is. The disease is in the meat. It's in the mucus. But when you think about our ancestors when they were eating, you know, uh, mm. swan, this is the purest swan that you could eat. Yeah, it's literally from the farm. Mm. It didn't go through no pride. Didn't carry. It didn't travel on a truck or anything though. Yeah, yeah. And like, listen, the problem is people OD on things. Yeah, this no is the problem. Reason. Yeah, yeah. It's no not reason. even the fact that you might eat meat because if you're from a country with. You got diets that are rooted in origins of meat. Yeah. That's what it is. But to eat meat every day, like to put something dead in a body that's alive every day, nah, and then I'm, I'm you wonder why your stomach and your intestines have all these problems when yeah. it comes to excretion because you have something dead. Your small intestines is not built to digest this food. Mm -hmm. You know, animals kill. Animals eat their kills right after because that's when the enzymes are the livest. And that's when they can digest the food the easiest is when they're alive. So, you know, us killing an animal, you know, it's like a baby calf and we're drinking baby calf's milk. That's for a baby calf. Mm -hmm. Like our mothers, when they breastfeed us, that's for a baby human. You're not supposed to be drinking. I'm telling you, it's just yeah, what yeah. it is. It's just reverse engineering on our diets. Like you said, everybody's going back to an origin. 
like you said, that consciousness, mm-hmm. people started to go back. Now, we might say, oh, this is new. No, this is your origin. Yeah. This is where you come from. The original diets of the earth, the Kemet diets and all of that. Like, this is where that comes from. These are vegetable fruit-based diets with no meat in them. Right. So what about you? Like, how has the vegan life impacted you spiritually? Because I see you have the crystals around your neck, so tell us about that. So becoming a vegan has definitely made me more grounded and balanced as a person, as a human, and as a father. You know what I mean? And um, No, I'm a Taurus. Shout out to all the Taurus out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's made me more grounded and more appreciated for life, man. You know what I mean? And, um made me respect life more, whether it be bugs, animals, you know what I mean? Everybody is here for a reason, you know what I mean? And um, also, it just opened my mind, made me more inclined to learn more, you know what I mean? About the whole process, and also about farming, about, you know, cultivating things yourself, being more independent, and, you know, it's definitely helped me uh, learn more, keep an open mind, and uh, it's definitely... It's made me more calm and balanced overall, man. Once I got the meat and all the animal products out of my diet, you know, it's definitely just opened my eyes, made me more aware of things around me and what's going on and what's in tune. It's more balanced with the earth itself, man. You know what I mean? So that's one thing me personally that I'm grateful for and that I see that growth. And every day is something, every day, you know what I mean? I notice different things, you know what I mean? And um, it was the best decision I made in my life. Hmm. Speaking of being more in tune, like when you do reach a certain level of consciousness, you start mm-hmm. to see how everything around us is so connected in the way one thing is affecting the other, that's affecting the other, that's mm-hmm. affecting the other. And if your eyes are not open to it, you it's, over, it's easy to be overlooked because mm-hmm. a lot of people would rather say ignorance is bliss. Um, with that said, I could say that we've been, we've been put in a predicament where those that oftentimes speak against the social programming are those that are outcasted. Um, there's a couple of them that we see mm-hmm. in the media. We, you know, there's Elon Musk, the, mm-hmm. the guy that mm-hmm. proved like when they was like, okay, we have world hunger. He's like, okay, I got the money right now. Yep. Like, and we know he, he, he got it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, okay, show me where my money going to go if I'm really going to save the world with this money because I'll still have money left over that I can't even spend in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So then they, like, then they had to retract their statement. Like, yep. oh, no, it's a deeper problem. Yeah, it's a deeper problem. It's not about money. It's about politics. You don't want to help anyone. Exactly. But they don't want him to say that neither. Yeah. But he has the power to say so. And then we look at someone like Kanye West, Mm -hmm. disrupting the system, as in like five million views in what, three days? Yeah. It's like he went viral off of just saying things that other celebrities won't say, but at the same time, naming names and just saying it outright. Like things that. Things that people usually say with the door closed. Yeah, when, when no, the door closed. Yeah. <laughs> no cameras watching. So, and they call this the age of Aquarius, right? For mm-hmm. those that know, they're like we're in the age of revealing, the age of Aquarius, where we're able to see things for what it is. So, what do you guys think about that? Because you and I was even talking about Haiti, <laughs> and we was talking about Kanye, we was talking about prophets. We were like, what is a prophet, and what's the prophet today? These these two Caucasian ladies called me and they want to speak Creole because they want to learn Creole so they could go minister in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Just like the the other white people that went to Haiti to minister that got kidnapped by the Haitians. Yeah. And you see how all of this is connected. The fact that we had that conversation prior to that interview coming out kind of like 
bust my head. And then we were talking a lot of like deep topics that he was kind of going into detail about. So just seeing that, like I said, like you said, everything starts to align after a while. And just getting that message from like a higher person. And people would say he was like maybe out of pocket for saying some of the things, but I think one of the biggest things that he did express was just showing he that he was being true. He was speaking his truth and that was his truth. He didn't care how anyone would judge him based on what he was saying. Um, and he was just going off of his personal beliefs. And I think the biggest thing about America now is a lot of people tend to be scared to be who they are because they're worried about how other people are gonna perceive them and judge him. And at that point, he just showed that with faith and confidence that you can just speak out whatever you need to say and get your message across and not really worry about the repercussions if you know you mean well you know what i'm saying and money and you had money and he power. made a big yeah, point because yeah. when the group chats him i got more money than everyone in this chat so oh, <laughs> he was like look at where you are look at where i'm at like and you know it's a little cocky it was a little i mean movie, you have to i guess at that. i mean but listen <laughs> i don't know you say that but you're you're, you're contemplating suicide and that never crosses my mind in this night you know what i'm saying how you might say that right because more money more problems you know what i'm saying so i think people just need to understand where people coming from and stop trying to fix opinions and reflect how you feel on other people and take it as it is like one thing you said one thing dave said about being a vegan how it helped them and it's just not in the field of trying to be a vegan like whenever you humble yourself whenever you fast whenever you do anything like that where you take away from the physical world you pay attention to the subtleties and the details more like if you're in a relationship with a woman and you pay attention to the details of her and take away the physical prowess you might realize oh i don't even need to be with this person just because you was able to you speak in big facts remove yeah. the smoking mirrors yeah. and look at the details instead of I like to call them the uh, the imagery. The imagery, mm. yeah, the mask. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's what people see when it comes to black culture. Yeah. You know, like you got rich white guys. You, you know, we've all done business, and I've had investors where these guys want to buy into urban culture mm-hmm. because they're they're on the outside of it. You know, they're on the outside looking in, and then they're you got certain people that might see Dave, me, and, and Jerry, and guys are black. You know, and this is a real thing. This yeah, is yeah. like a top three thing I didn't that know you guys were black I would though. say <laughs> that people would say or get the impression where yeah. this type of thing, the way it's put together, especially in Long Island, you wouldn't think that three black dudes run. It's often. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the main nah, things. People pull us to the hey man, you know, guys are doing your thing. So like when little things might happen when, you know, you might have a uh, code enforcer or something like that, you know, because... As black people, when you do certain things that are outside of the element or in a place like Long Island where no one has done it, period, mm-hmm. then the people that's doing it are black. You're going to create, a, literally, a line. Pandemonium. Yeah. <laughs> some people are going to pick a side and say, no, yeah, yeah. those guys are doing their thing. And then there's going to be people that's going to try to find little things that make no sense that are totally irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Like, Just because we're black. Look, look, we could literally do the same thing that Tommy and Johnny did, but no one say nothing about it. So we also mindful about that when we conduct ourselves and when we 
have these conversations with all the different people because every type of person comes up to us. Every type of race of person comes up to us and just being able to have these conversations with them to let them understand what we're doing. Because, for example, some of these people don't get cultural experiences. No, they don't. They're having them here at the pop-up. They want to understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yo, literally, in a week, they haven't touched and shook a black person's hand, period. Wow. Yeah. They haven't walked past a black person, period. Wow. Except today. You understand? So we also recognize the cultural impact that we have in Long Island. We're bringing certain groups of people from North Long Island, South Long Island, and then from the places like Hempstead and Freeport and Uniondale and mixing that's them nice. with people from Patchogue and all of that. So that's something else, too, that um I like with Long Island Vegan is how we mix in our demographics in Long Island. And Long Island can get separated like that based on money, how much money you make, different things like that. People scoff. The white people scoff at the white people. Like the North Shore, scoffs at the South Shore, you know? So it's just understanding those dynamics and demographics, even when we promote, even when we market, even when we pick a location, yeah. right? To have a location where we know that all our brothers and sisters feel comfortable going, it's not too far, it's not too whitewashed, and then also for our other demographics that are not black and that are not Spanish, for them to feel comfortable to come west. Yeah, safe. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's important. It's definitely a key thing. Right Absolutely. So what you guys think about that? About the same things that we were just talking about that I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, the Kanye West situation. <laughs> speaking your mind, things yeah, of that nature. Where, like he's speaking his mind freely and it's almost like people in his position are not supposed to speak like that because they're supposed to be under control. And yeah. he was like, I'm no longer under control. That's how I could speak like this. He been feeling like that though. You see he been kinda yeah. last five years, he been like the Yeezy brand just made him feel like a whole, whole different man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to change your, uh, what, what, what is it? You got to reinvent yourself mm. and come back out he so your personality can shift. Yeah, he jumped yeah. over the jump, man. Of course he won't feel like that. <laughs> he jumped over MJ. Like, most people don't even jump over him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. So what you guys think about that, where we at the age of Aquarius, where people are speaking freely? Like, how do you guys, or expressing themselves, even without speech? You know, I feel like it's a part of life, man. You know, I'm feeling like everybody has their own brain, some capacity. They have their own. I don't think everybody own really separate. Has their own brain. <laughs> well, most everybody has their own brain inside their head. You have a, you know brain. I mean? you have a brain inside. Who your controls head. it? That's a different story. <laughs> How I feel like I feel like more evident today. People expressing themselves. I feel like the past 18 months, people have more time to reflect on themselves because they can't. We couldn't, we couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now. You can a lot of people expressing themselves more than ever, being true to themselves, or some people are just really following what they see on TV and social media and just following whatever. You know what I mean? There's leaders and there's followers in this world. You know what I mean? Every day though, everybody has the same 24 hours. Everybody has a chance to make different choices. Mm -hmm. So that's up to them ultimately. Mm -hmm. You know that's how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Like. At the end of the day, I really can't control what anybody else says. I can't control what you, 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 or you, you do or say. Mm -hmm. So, like, I really just focus on what I can control personally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people worry as well uh, what other people might thought when they have their own ideas to come off to the light. Like, hey, man, I'm scared to do this because I'm. I wonder what you guys gonna think. Mm -hmm. And when that idea come to light, and everybody be like, "Wow, I was thinking of the same thing, but mm -hmm. I never take the time to put it out there." You know, sometimes that people said, "You have a stupid questions." Don't worry, there's about a bunch of people that has the exact same question. 
they just don't want to say it mm-hmm. until you said it. They be like, oh, yeah, you know, and they had to be like, I have the same question. I just didn't want to say anything because I thought it was a stupid question or a stupid idea, whatever that might be. But you're talking about people speaking their mind, you know. And our days, just like uh, Dave said, people are speaking their mind because they've been in the house for so long. They don't have to listen to other people telling them not to do so. So now they're coming out of the light. Hey. Here's what I was thinking of. Sometimes it's not political correct. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that you're talking about the Kanye West too, because it's not supposed to, because he's saying he's a billionaire. He's only a handful of them. We're supposed to be talking about the same thing. You're not supposed to be going far left. Mm-hmm. You understand? So by doing so, he's like, everybody else is looking at them. What this guy is doing. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be with us because we control the majority of the wealth. And now you're doing something totally, totally different. So people have to start thinking a little bit more. But then he also told about he he also told on the other people that's being controlled. Like mm-hmm. he called them out. Yeah. Like he called out John Legend. He called out Big Sean. And he was like, "Look, you jump onto the, the Democratic Party with whatever they say to do, do." And it was like Joe Biden, perfect example. He's been in office for how many years yeah. now? Yeah. And he's hurt black people over the years. I mean, he's been a part of some of the most wait, wait, famous battles. Yeah. Yeah. Who voted for Biden? <laughs> I just went We all did. Yeah, I don't feel happy though. Go, right? Democrats all the way. But yo, all I know is <laughs> that like, up, <laughs> I feel like gas since I've been alive so thirty three right years. Like, um, I haven't really personally seen a president that's done anything magnificent for us as black people. We got to do stuff for I don't really care who's in office. Like, my people don't unite. So, like, we have to focus on uniting. Like, everyone who's brown should be united. Until then, I really don't care who, I don't care about politics at all. I care about black people uniting. We could take, we could, we would be running the whole entire world if we united. And like, That's a hard time. there's so many things in place that would be a whole another podcast episode. Things are in place for years yeah. and centuries to keep us divided. But like, that's the one thing. It sounds really easy saying it, unite. But that's like you said, it takes so much to do that. But that's like, that's really the missing link to like every person who's black and brown to win in this world. If we united, pretty much would be, um, it'd be a different world that we live in right now. I think we all need to study history. The problem with black people is we don't know history and the white man knows history. Listen, this is very important. And Jerry knows this because he works for a bank. And like I said to you before, I've had investors, every kind of race, sit here and when you talk to them and hear the things they care about, and then you listen to me and you and us and other black men with money and listen to what they care about, Mm -hmm. they're in two different echelogues. They're on both sides of two different spectrums. You feel me? Like. What he said, like, as an individual as black people, when I look at history, the only time black people have advanced is when they have leaders. Leaders, literally, a face of the movement, a face that if a group of white men who are diabolically planning against us, they could look and say, that's the guy we need to go get. If we don't have that, so we don't advance. the whites then? See, see, you can't look at them. As us, we are the oppressed. You can't look at the oppressors and say who's the leader. It's many of them because they operate in many different fields of industry and sectors. But when it comes to black movements, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. We pay them every day. We know all the black heroes that they not promote. Dying. Yeah. No, 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 not even die that they promote. Oh, yeah. They selectively choose these people to yeah, program yeah, yeah. people. Now, when you're an individual who studies outside of that and you study all the other history, 
and you become conscious of that, when you go back and do the history, you can see the steps and plans taken in the 60s to get civil rights. Do people understand this ain't that long ago? No, it's this, not. this ain't 100 years ago. And how black people united was through leaders. Yeah. They needed to see someone go outside with fire blazing, get hit with it, everything, come back inside and say, yo, I'm all right. And then everyone follows. But when you got different people separated, we... So who's going to be the leader? I don't know who's going to be the leader because so no one... going to be the leader? the leader? See, here's the thing. I've always been that type of person, right? But when you talk about a revolutionary, like a worldly change worldly yeah. you, need security. you need someone visibly on a large scale for black people to identify with that's willing to die so he has to go through political power or social power they have to do they have to follow the footsteps of their forefathers like malcolm x and Martin Luther king so two different things because yeah. malcolm x got his power through the church absolutely and but the goal is the same the thing i'm to willing government. to die for what i believe in it doesn't matter the specifics to me because so, the color is black so wait look so you're saying basically a person has to be attached to some kind of clergy because that's where the first black demographic is i won't say clergy but i just believe that you have to be willing to die you can't care about entities you can't care you have to be able to move in those circles, like a Kanye, he's in the circle. Jay-Z was in the circle, and he slowly removed and separated himself. He took all his music out of any entity that was only available for his and put himself on the other side of the fence because he had acquired all the resources he would now need without... You see, he waited. He waited for that time to denounce his affiliations with people. And that's what I mean. Kanye just did the same thing. Mm. is what he just did. If you thought I messed with son, I don't. <laughs> if you thought I worked with them, I don't. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm giving y'all a chance to hear from my mouth. And Kanye's actually an example of somebody who is oh, showing really? hints of that leader type of. You might not, it, it, it might not be in the fashion that you like mm -hmm. or the fashion that you're accustomed to black leaders being, but this is a new age. So the type of black man that's being produced is different. No, yeah. but the what's happening is a product of what's created people will say oh the music y'all listen to but in the 60s y'all was on heroin and doing dope yeah. and making these songs that sound crazy <laughs> <laughs> and we can't complain because even if you hit it from a religious standpoint like yeah all the religious leaders they all had crook crooked and shady backgrounds no question Jacob bro. was a trickster moses was a murderer so you look at these dudes and these are dudes that that god selected so here we judging a man's on my he's not good enough to be a leader for us but yep. He got more things checked off than us. He's Dr. Kanye West. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta start thinking about it when he's like, yo, he's a billionaire. Hmm. How did he acquire his wealth? I should listen. But the, yo, the average ignorant dude would get in there with Kanye and try to argue with him. I'm telling you. They've been there argue with this man. But yeah, definitely though. But if you think about it that deep, like he has a PhD, he's a billionaire, like he owns land, he owns 100% of his company, like, and he could go on TV and say whatever he wants what? to say. <laughs> you don't live in the house. How you make money? He said, I don't live in the house. No man. He said, my bag is my house. But He said, I just upgraded my bag. Nah, but he's basically saying that he's rich to the point where anywhere he goes, go. he could stay somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even a mason is like that because there's course. lodges in every single city and every single place. Absolutely. So they... They could live like that. So imagine the level where he's at. A wanderer, a dweller, a traveler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. He's he's connecting to that Christ energy. To yeah. Because that's what the Bible said. Um, Because when the disciples said, let me follow you, Christ, he said, he said, be wary for the 
fox of the ground has a hole and the and the birds of the air has nests, but the son of God has no place to lay his head. So he's basically saying the same thing. I have no home. That's why he changed his name to Yahshua God. So he changed his name to God. That's a fact. <laughs> That was a good, good that was a good quote of scripture right there, brother. Thank you, man. Mm -hmm. The real word. Yeah. <laughs> the real word right there, that's too. A fact, that's a fact. I can't even lay my head down, it's so real for yeah. me. You wanna hang with me, you sure? <laughs> they don't be opening the door for me. Be like, but 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 you're you yeah, But what they're gonna call you? They're gonna call you crazy. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I'm saying if they're he's crazy, for being how is he a billionaire, yeah, bro? Exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's but every other billionaire is a genius. <laughs> but the one billionaire we have that's outspoken, he's crazy. Because if you compare Kanye West to Elon, Elon Musk, Musk, it's almost the same thing. Yes, it is. And if you see some <laughs> of the stuff, like I follow Elon Musk, if you see some of the things he says, he says anything he wants. Exactly. Like he'll bash a company and that company will go viral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, like Elon Musk says your company and like your stocks and your crypto go crazy. And then he'll chill on it. And I watch him strategically do it. But no one, said, no one critiques him under the same... But Microscope. But, that, but that's power. Power is the ability to make someone act in a desired way. Absolutely. That's what Malcolm X said. Power Absolutely. is the ability to make someone act in a desired way. So mm -hmm. he's basically using his power and his privilege and his influence to influence your emotions and your moves. It's so easy. Yeah. From the palm of his hand. Yeah. Right? That's the music industry. <laughs> wearing a mask. I mean, like that's how the music Well, hold on. Any, any industry, you're black, I know that. You're from a hood. I know that you've never seen $20,000 on a table at one time so much that it'll look like a hundred to you. Yeah. And then I'm going to put two car keys on the table. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to snap my fingers and two girls are going to come in and I'm going to say, all of this is yours. Here's the key to the house. And you just signed the contract and you just walked out. Like, because I know I won't do I'm that. praying on your desires. I mean, this is what the devil does. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, just right. give me your soul. <laughs> Leverage. You can't put 20K on the table. I'm telling you that. Speaking <laughs> of that, <laughs> 20K not even money, bro. <laughs> Summer like Walker, right her contract came out and people found oh, out yeah. that she's not even making she, no money for her. Summer Walker. Summer Walker. All of them. Yeah, and all like, of them. It's like, they sell it in this fake one. lifestyle. Yeah. And it's like, the only way that they could really benefit is by being famous so they could be around rich people that's yep. going to give them expensive gifts or yep. that's going to put them in a position to Meek Mill, perfect example. He started hanging around billionaires. Right. He, started, him, yeah. he started getting Richard Millies. Now, everybody Ruby. else have, have Ruby. Richard Ruby. Millies now, yeah, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But what benefits did he get? He gets to hang around the Sixers zone. He gets to do this and that. So now, they probably put in his ear, let me look over your contract. Well, let me make my lawyer look it That's over. That's what happened. And he's like, oh, what is this? And I was acting out like a kid, but it's like, you should have read, but if you go on YouTube, if you go on YouTube and you put Meek Mill signs contract, he has a video of him signing a contract on the yacht. It's like you say, he's on the yacht. Line you up. And he signs he signs the thing and the girl's robbing his shoulders and he's like, Yeah, I'm signing a drink chase. He get a chain and now how many years later he's complaining, but while they've been on They gave him a fifty thousand dollar advance in cash. I don't want y'all to know that. Pusha T said it best. What he said? He said a half of something is like twenty billion where I'm from. He yeah, said, a half a million is like a billion where I'm from. That's crazy. This man. is some of the realest stuff said because when you watch these young black men, 
do this continuously. It's it's to the point where the black kid after the other black kid can be like, damn, look what they did to them other ten black kids, man. That's bad, and it still happens because when you in that moment, it's like when they be like, I wouldn't have snitched. You don't know if you would have snitched with twenty million dollars in the line to you in that room, bro. Is that real of a thing? It's a moment thing. Mm. You feel me? A lot of people like to criticize people when they're in these moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of the highest magnitude and the highest pressure. You got somebody that's like $50,000 a walk, but you going back to a shack with your mom in it. <laughs> like, that's what they, I feel these like are they, these moments. They aim for like the old press. Like, they aim for yes. that. Like, are you not? You probably probably got a record. Exactly. So. <laughs> if they know you ain't never seen 20K when, they, when the 20K I mean, come on the table, it's about the agenda, you want to look like yep. that, like it's, it's a the mill. Agenda. That's what I mean. And where they from, too, the imagery is everything, son. Because it's like yeah. what you carry and what you stash and everything like that, that's what's going to make you desirable to the people around you. So mm-hmm. they don't have anything. And as mm-hmm. soon as they say, yo, you're going to be able to wear this, that, and the third, they're not worried about, like, the stuff that matters. What they said, what, like guns and butter, the stuff that's going to actually be uh, able to get you money and not be a liability. Sign their life away for some the for best blue th- check the best and a million followers. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The best thing is, is when those guys has like uh, a Lamborghini and they pull up into the project and jump three of their sisters in order to sleep on the same bed but they would have the biggest chains and they would say yo you see what I'm driving but oh, they're yeah. not gonna take that money no money in the bank in order to do something else <laughs> because the show uh, showing what you have is more important than actually have true wealth so. they, they say 10% of like US citizens make up the stock market that means 90% of it is owned by like the hedge funds of course that yeah. have money. Of so course. that means I don't know what's more scary the fact that 90% of Americans are scared to utilize money as a tool and they have this fear the scarcity mindset thinking if they spend the money the money won't come back that's why the money don't come in the first place hmm. you got to be able to detach from the money for the money to come in right. so if, if if only the rich people are doing it then it's like you need to wake up you keep your money in the bank they're investing the money that you should be doing mm-hmm. the same thing with yeah so let I, me let me give you a perfect example talk to him Jay Baker style as soon that you're born what they tell you take your money Put it on the bank, mm-hmm. get point zero 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 one percent, and your twenty thousand. Don't ever spend it. Mm-hmm. When the rich kid, what they will do is they take that twenty thousand, invest it in some stock, and the stock will grow, and they get their revenue from that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the difference: is we don't have enough people to teach us that, because the person who's supposed to teach you don't even know, which is some of the fathers who doesn't don't know that, yeah. because mm-hmm. they prefer to show off instead of teaching their kids how to do wealth. Is one yeah. of the biggest thing that you might think is. Most young black kids who don't know anything about credit. They don't know how to keep their credit score. They don't even know what that is. And you speak to certain older people, that's one of the first thing that they will do Mm -hmm. because credit help you obtain wealth. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know anything about credit, your credit score is like minus 300. You know, you can't even get a cell phone. You can't even get gum from that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm telling you, man. It's like the kid. Oh, listen. I'm about to say something. You will tell me if it's true or not. The kid is seven years old. He already has a cell phone under his name and a car under his name. That's crazy. You don't know that? People still do that. The parents take that. Yeah, the parents take their kids' social and use it in a certain way to accumulate certain things and the kid already born in a place where it is already oppressed and you put the credit on top of him at one point they said you know what let me see if I could get and if people whatever it is credit. yes whatever it is then the next thing you know when the kid runs their credit they'll be like you own a, a, a T-Mobile 
Yeah. I'm five. How do I own a T-Mobile phone? That's because your parents does that and they don't teach you credit. Credit is one of the biggest things they should teach you in school, but they don't. The reason for it, because you could help you advance yourself. Because if your credit is good, you could get a car, you could get a house, you could get certain things. But if you don't know about it, you don't know how to go about obtain your credit to get the score to go higher or you know the best that it could be mm -hmm. you could never make anything how can you get a house would you be able to get 700 grand to go buy a house that may never happen if you can't even get to twenty thousand. that looks so appealing to most people how are you gonna get seven hundred and fifty thousand to buy a house credit i know that most people oh you don't even know what you're talking about credit talking is about, a bro. big thing it's a big thing because you can't even buy this if your credit ain't good you understand yeah. what i'm saying because you go there you go buy gum and you get rejected you know what i'm saying gum costs five cents mm -hmm. your credit is not even good enough to get gum <laughs> money's not good you understand what i'm saying i'm not five cents though at the same token is uh you know somebody who's not oppressed who know about credit the first thing they do is they, they add their kids into their credit in order to get the score higher when the kids got a certain age they let them get a little credit card by themselves to stop building it by the time they get to college their credit is 700 so when they get out of school they get their first job they could go and get a car or go get a house if they need to right when away. the other kid is already back now they gotta work even 10 times harder in order to try to be in the same situation as the person who already know what to do with their credit so that's a big thing most people don't take up that but that's very important man that, that's another thing i give like the Kanye situation credit for because he doesn't he, he removed the victim on like the victim mentality from our people too because we all say we speak about like this oppression stuff but like everything that you're talking like literally can learn from youtube like there's no yeah, excuse no like, excuses no more really sufficiency so, uh, yeah, it's just sure. like you got to really look yourself in the mirror and say YouTube what version am i taking and change my situation because information is at a, at, a, at a plethora like it's at the tip of your fingers you know you could look same way you can find a distraction on your phone you can find something educational and really just be mindful how you're spending your energy every yeah, day, man. and I tell somebody like, just spend like one hour a day towards what you want to do in life. Like, gotta work so for yourself. In baby steps, just one mm -hmm. hour a day. Maybe you, whether it's committing to watching something educational, motivational, or reading something, just something that's gonna go towards your betterment. And like what you were saying about like the Messiah standpoint, like who's gonna be the Messiah? I think once you realize that, like when they say that there's a God in everyone, we're all meant to be some type of Messiah to mm -hmm. our neighbors. So the best way you're gonna make an impact in this world is like making an impact from yourself. Like you can't change no one else if you're not the best for yourself. So if you're taking these steps and you're just worried about being the best version of yourself, you don't have to worry about saving the world because people are gonna see what yeah. you're doing and get influenced about it. It's they not about reaching a million people, just reach five people next to you so they can reach five people yep. and they can reach five people because the revolution will be more successful if it goes under the table. But once it gets loud, they always take somebody out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's meant for all of us to be leaders. You know? What you said makes sense, but like I, like I was telling you that it's sometimes that people emulate each other. If you do it, and your son see you do it or the neighbor see you do it they will emulate that sometimes what they see is not that picture they try to be like what they sees so if you don't take the time yourself to teach the little ones how you expect them to grow, grow to be something yep. else 
You understand what I'm saying? When you do, when you have a grain, you want to plant it, you put it on the ground first and you make sure you put water on it, you took care of it so it could grow. So you got to start from the beginning as well. So the youth or the most important thing that you have to teach, you yourself could commit yourself to do the hour uh, a day in order to teach yourself certain things. Mm -hmm. A kid is harder. If you then embed it into them, they won't even know what to do because mm -hmm. they have to get to a certain age in order to start knowing about YouTube to learn how to do certain things because it's not what they their mind. They want to see, hey, this guy got a car. They don't even know what the person did for it. Anything. That's what they want to be because that's what they see. Nah, for real though. It's just the guy. kind of kid. If your kid is growing up where you walk outside and his houses and stuff, then they will be more spread out as far as how it hits them even yeah, right. though today everyone's getting hit though mm -hmm. right like back in the day like in long island in particular mm -hmm. if you lived in hempstead everything hits you in hempstead doesn't hits matter what you attack mm -hmm. like what, right. everything happening in society in the urban culture mm -hmm. in all of the i like to call it the fixes oh, so the or the sources the poverty right is the hempstead's you know? like the hood you say yeah yeah yes. yeah the okay. poverty is the but, whole that stuff that goes but but, but there's a pulse there Mm -hmm. Right, and one of the reasons is because people go in and out of Hempstead from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying in Long Island, it is in particular different from everywhere else in Long Island, and it's a hub for traffic going mm -hmm. to the city, coming from the city, different things like that. And it's always been like that. The main hub from Brooklyn goes to Hempstead since the 50s. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Lane Terminal goes to Hempstead, Hempstead goes to Lemmy Terminal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, Joey's talking about. That you said, if there's no one to take out, the movement can't advance. Mm -hmm. The enemy that we fight only understands when there's a person to take out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when the advancements are made. If you look at any... I study history, so... So they need a messiah then. I don't, I don't want to use these terms because... Me and you could use these terms. We could use these terms because we're fully enriched on that word mm -hmm. but if we was to use that word with people that identify it differently oh. it won't hit the same exactly. right so so hey rule hero we'll just we'll just we'll just say a face Superman. a face <laughs> little look the face of a movement because again when black people have a movement white media tried to identify who's the face of it who's responsible the fear of the black messiah even to the point where they falsely will label people that they think are it Arrest them or whatever and find out that this is not the guy. But we might say Messiah, but on a level is, if it is a Messiah, there's a Messiah for this time period to allow this to advance. Then that person dies, right? And we hope that the seeds that was planted, right? The same way when, when, when Malcolm died, in, in particular, and Martin died, they hoped that their energy, when they was putting their, all that work in, seeds would be planted in other young men to carry this on. Yeah, yeah. Whether deliberately, because they all have their understudies, you got Louis Farrakhan, I was under Pravilaj Muhammad, all of that. Or whether it's someone like me and you, that's third party, six degrees of separation, witnessing Malcolm X like, yo, me and you need together, because we got brothers with yeah. us already. That's what I mean when it comes to that. I be feeling like if you put it in forth, like there being a lack of that, then it takes away the progress that needs to happen to create that. And yeah, true, like true, that, true, you know, true. People are waiting for true. the face to be there. Then true. No one's going to work towards being the face. Just be the best. No one decides to be the face, no, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Malcolm X never said. A desire, yeah. Like, no, no one should be a desire for that type of power. 
I think nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, that's probably somewhat ego driven if you just want to be that. I don't think any of our people want to be that. We just wanted freedom. Please stop beating us. Please stop treating us like this. Please. But one thing about Malcolm X that's different is he stressed individuality of the black man and knowing self so that you can be entitled. Right, like, because if you know what you are, you can be entitled. Like, if I know that when it comes to basketball, I work harder than everybody I know. Like, I'm in the gym when you're asleep. Mm -hmm. I be calling y'all, yo, what you doing? Yo, I'm asleep. Cool, they sleep. I'm in the gym. When I go out there and play, I'm talking crazy because I know that I be awake all the time doing this. My work speak, Kobe speak about this all the time, the process. Mm. Like, I'm so in love with the process. When we get to the game, I'm an autopilot, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah. Wow. So I think all these exchange of thoughts, even us sitting in the circle, even the whole purpose of this platform, this podcast, it allows us to bring people together. Like we're on the seventh season over, what, 200 and something episodes. And that's like a lot of different people from a lot of different places, a lot of different ideas showing that, yes, black men could and black women could come around the table and sit and have an intelligent conversation. Yes. Yes, we are aware socially and consciously and and spiritually or even religiously of what's going on around us mm-hmm. and we have an opinion on it where we could speak about it respectfully amongst all of us mm-hmm. and not only that we can go into the world and create business and do commerce but still not lose a piece of us you know by sharing a piece of us with the world still mm-hmm. because I'm sure in everything you guys do in your work you guys put a personal touch on it yeah so how is your company different from every other company besides you guys being black, guys doing vegan food? So we're way more uh, than just food. I don't know any other companies that do what we do. Uh, we put on market events, which more than just food. We got vegan health products, wellness products. We got uh, sound inhalers. We got chiropractors. Yeah. You know, we got um, massage therapists that come as vendors. So we way more than food. Food is probably like merch as well. 10% of our vendors each time, but we always bring out over like 200 to 250 people, you know, consistently every event that we do. And um, we've watched people who started with their tents, now they have food trucks. we watch people that come as spectators and now they have their own business because we created a platform and a marketplace and the demand. So personally, I don't really know anyone who's doing that. And if they are, that's what's up. But, you know, I'm just focused on Long Island and tri-state area. And I, people come from the city and they tell me there's no events like that where they're at. Brooklyn, Staten Island, Bronx. So, you know, um, hopefully we're trailblazing, you know, uh, something new, something fresh that would expand to different areas. Because I think that local communities can benefit from it. Local entrepreneurs, people who have ideas to be entrepreneurs, we're creating a marketplace for them. To piggyback on what Dave said is uh, one of the biggest compliments that we got from what we do is it's so simple but it's a big thing. People come to us and said, I don't know what I would do if you guys didn't do this to give me the opportunity to come and present my product to the world because mm-hmm. they didn't have any any avenue at all. So we give them the avenue just like Dave was mentioned. We have a couple people now that start from one court now they have a car. Mm-hmm. 
they have a truck mm -hmm. we have a lady that called us the other day she was like guess what you guys give me the actual opportunity to show that I could do this by having my food to other people now I got the strength guess what now I own a restaurant mm -hmm. I could never do it without you giving us the platform so even though that the idea comes together us taking a chance doing it because we don't know what would happen when you take a chance to do things you will never know if you don't take the chance you won't know what the result is going to be so by us doing that we have a lot of new entrepreneur that comes out that called us all the time hey I'm trying this idea can I come to your uh, to the pop-up in order to present it to the world you know for them to sell their product and the next thing you know we have from like it says, from skincare all the way to chiropractor now that comes to our event just to promote their products. So it's just a great place to have avenues for under entrepreneurs to come in to show their product, regardless of what it is. We have a newspaper, we have MetLife that comes in, we sell insurance. So it comes from a tiny idea. Now, you know, he give opportunity to other people, which, uh, which we're really proud of doing that. Yeah. And just to add from what we was talking earlier, about the Messiah State where mm -hmm. impacting your community by just doing the best that y'all wanted to do. Y'all gave a lot of other people, so it's just a prime example of just mm -hmm. stop worrying about reaching a million people, just do your best and you'll reach who you need to reach because impact will be felt, you know. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. The process. Process, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's funny you process. say that because because when we first started, we couldn't find a place <laughs> to rent <laughs> in order to do to do this idea that we had. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, is that pulling teeth to find a place for us to put this together. Exactly. Now, in Long Island, though, because yeah. people not programmed to facilitate such a thing. You know, the city is that place for that. And then on top yeah. of that, it was COVID. We started last year. True. Oh. You know, I know there was, was no, like, there was no social gatherings. We started in the midst of that last year. So what about in July. You guys ever tried parks? All you you, you don't want to do that. The, 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 the rules and regulations or like, with the permits, right? Yeah, they'd be on it. Here's what, what happened with this. When we put the Long Island Vegan pop-up, mm. a lot of people think that it's so easy to do. You guys true. don't know what is the politic that's behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All they're seeing is the finished product. Mm -hmm. They don't see what's behind it, what we have to go through in order to get this thing every two weeks to the public. Yeah. Uh, most people said, oh, we could just do a Long Island Vegan pop Go ahead, try it. <laughs> you think it is what it is. No, there is so many that's what what happened is with us is we divide what we need to do instead of having one person do anything we yes, divide the task he's great at this i'm great at that he's great at this mm -hmm. you do your part i do my part then the next thing you know the team is ready to go mm -hmm. we all prep to know our role mm -hmm. i don't step on his he don't step on mine i don't step on neither of them you know what i'm saying so we're ready to go and we put the product every week every two weeks and they've been successful uh this far and we try to put it together to be greater next year so every year that's happened we already have an idea how to make it better than, than the previous year because that's the that's the only way there'll be any progress so we almost at that time so closing thoughts gentlemen we we'll go around the circle what's the closing thought that you would like to leave for the people if you guys would like for to me uh, I appreciate you guys give us the opportunity to come here you know it's uh, we didn't even know this thing was going on until this young man coming to introduce it to us and we come here to let you guys know you know don't be Very scared vegan. to be vegan <laughs> it's not that bad <laughs> yeah. but yeah um yeah man you know appreciate y'all you know um 
You know, it's always good to have brothers come together and just have conversation with one another, obviously. But, you know, my thing is, you know, I want us to continue to build, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you meet people one time and say things like that. And I'm big on continuing and building relationships the moment when we meet each other at a crescendo. Because, like, when you meet people in that initial moment, you have to capitalize while the energy is high. You wait two, three, four days to a week, people real live settling, and that same energy is hard to restore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, look, like, we meet a lot of different people. Certain vendors might might come back. Certain vendors might have not sold a lot, but they didn't understand dynamics. Certain people didn't come with enough stuff to sell. Yeah. Um, so it's all learn experience, but... Uh, one thing I love about the vegan, you know what I'm saying, is that you get to build these relationships with these people that are like-minded in the business space. You ping-pong these thoughts and ideas between people. And uh, the loyalty that we get from people, because at the end of the day, when you are facilitating something like this, you're making people money. So, like, at the least, when someone sees you, Dave, Jerry, Jay, I make money when I see these guys. I love them. Which is great for future projects, is when we say we having friends given that everyone's like, yeah. So, you know. Um, but like I said, man, I appreciate y'all guys, man. All love. Love. Yes, man. I appreciate everybody in this room right now. It means a lot to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. And um, the final thought: November twentieth, Saturday, very <laughs> vegan friends given. Check us out on LongIslandVeganPopUp.com. You can follow us on social media, Long Island Vegan Pop Up. We got the tickets on Eventbrite. Time. Shout out to our partners, uh, Vegan Chef Ash, West, the Vegan Food God. Shout out to Eric, Soul Plan Food. You know, the whole team, very vegan events. So we got three different sessions. You know, we got from 12 to 3. We also got from 4 to 7. And we got the late night session from 8 to 11. We got buffet style. It's going to be the best vegan food you can get. We're going to have great vibes, live entertainment. We're going to have a full bar. Come out and enjoy. And you don't have to worry about eating any animals. Everything's cruelty-free, made with love. Very vegan Friendsgiving on November 20th, man. Check it out. We support y'all. Come out, support us, and have a good time, man. Yes, yes. Thanks, thanks. It's Thanksgiving without the turkey. Right. <laughs> now, nah, we're going to pop out because I want to taste it. I want to taste the mm -hmm. vegan food. Yes. Facts. I need some liquor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, closing thoughts, Alan? Um... I mean, great energy today. Um, I guess the biggest thing from this is that since we do talk about the vegan, just taking care of your health, taking care of your lifestyle, um, committing some time of your day to self-improvement, I think is huge. And if there's anything that you've been inspiring to do, let today be some type of motivation to you to just go up and get one foot in the right direction to making that thing happen. Because as long as you believe in it, I think it can happen, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta genuinely believe what you can do and don't really worry about the adversity you might face on that journey. Mm -hmm. To piggyback on that, this is not a thought. You cannot, I mean, you cannot be worried about failure. Failure, all it does is just help you to get better the mm -hmm. next step. If you don't fail, you can't be great at nothing. But please, you know, take the chance, whatever you think on doing, Put it to the side, just push along and do it. Facts. That's, that's the realest thing I heard all night, man. Facts, facts. So I thank you all for coming out to to watch our show tonight. Everybody that's watching, I thank my guests for coming out all the way from Long Island, New York, to come all the way out here. For those that don't know, we're located in Brooklyn, so you know it's quite a drive. So I appreciate them for coming out here and building with us and 
to share this moment in history because this will go up in history once we hit the upload button <laughs> and you already know who knows who's gonna watch and who knows who's gonna take something away from um, the words of wisdom that was shared today so we thank you all for being here we thank you all for sharing um, thoughts with us today we usually close out with a prayer you know so which one of you guys want to pray Come on, Jay, you're the talker. Hey, but Yo, so I can pray, man. <laughs> I don't mean I'm a prayers. <laughs> Yo, I have to give thanks to the Most High for bringing us here together safely. You know what I mean? Please continue to bless all of us and to bless all the audience, everybody watching, their families. And, you know, everybody continue to keep positive mind, keep an open mind, and, um, you know, always keep your faith in the Most High at all times. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. God bless and good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Give me one second. Let me just sign off because we're still on. I clicked off. Mm. It's not closing. Yeah. <laughs> we just waited one.